0: alex Alonso and fg here to bring you guys another banger and i'm here with the east side general as always every week what's up fg man what's going on with you alex um and i'm just sitting here going through our topics for the day man and it's actually actually it's been a real busy week in the news um from politics to criminal justice to hip-hop it's a little bit of everything going on man you've been keeping up trying to keep up with all the news uh, no doubt. You know, it's floating across my phone, floating across Instagram. <clears throat> it's a lot going on right now, bro. It is. Sometimes, sometimes when I be trying to prepare for the podcast, I'm like, damn, this has been a boring week. There ain't really nothing to talk about. But, man, there's so much, but um, not enough time. But first, I want to um, do a fact check from the episode I did with Spider-Lope. We talked about Eric Holder getting sentenced to 60 to life. And we were trying to determine what his release date would be, at least his uh, eligibility release date. Mm-hmm. And I, I just basically calculated 85 percent, came up with 51 years. He has four years credit. And I came up with the year 2070. And it turns out that now that he hit the CDC, the CDC publishes your uh, eligibility date. And they no have, they have him down as uh, eligible for parole in 2039. So that's really just 20 years after the incident. He, he shot and killed Nipsey in 2019. And he's eligible for for parole in 2039, just 20 years. And I'm a little confused because I know that on a violent crime in the state of California, you got to do 85 percent. But apparently they're letting him um, be eligible after just 20 years. You know anything about why? Why such a short term before he's eligible for parole?
1: I don't. um, That's not even 50 Um, percent.
0: I think I calculated like less than less than 40 percent. He's eligible for parole.
1: Right, right. No, I'm I'm, I'm unclear on that. Um, it's nothing for me to say. I'm I'm unclear on that, Alex. I, I don't know.
0: I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed to find out he's eligible for, for parole in 2039, just 20 years later. Uh, a lot of people were happy he got that 60 that were Nipsey fans. But um, I'm here to tell you all that. He's eligible for, for parole in uh just uh what's that from now 16 let's see 23 39 minus three, six, uh 16 it looks like about 16 years from now right what's what's 2039 2039 39, uh, 39 yeah, minus yeah. 23 that's 16 he's eligible for parole in 16 years y'all <laughs> based on the CDC
1: wow um <clears throat> It could change though, Alex. You know, uh, sometimes you get to reception. You know, and reception um, may not have some paperwork. You know, um, it it could change. Uh, Could just be a, a, um, you know, a flaw in the system, or somebody typed something in wrong. But yeah, that's why we going to keep an eye on that just to see if it do change or if we hear anything about why
0: it's like that. Well, he just hit reception um, about a week ago. And He is in uh, what's, what's commonly referred to as Delano. I'm sure you've right. heard about Delano. Yeah. Uh, you've hit reception a couple times in the state back in the day. Uh, technically, this, that prison is called North Kern State Prison, uh, and he's supposed to be there for 90 days. Can you um, just give the listeners a brief little understanding of what reception is all about?
1: A well, reception is basically a processing center. You know, they're going to get him in. It's still prison and it's still a prison. You know, that prison have other yards. I got a little homie up there on another yard up there in Delano. Um, but what's going to happen is, you know, he's not going to have a full range of being able to move around. He's not going to be out on the yard with, you know, the general population just based on that's not what reception is for. It's basically a classification uh, situation where they're going to classify you, go over all your medical, you know, go over your background and determine what prison do they want to send you to you know um his situation he may have something in his file where they may take extra precaution on where they send him to he may not um but at the same time you know like i say reception is just classification to see what prison you're going to land at to start doing your time
0: and even though it's reception like you said it's still prison and anything can go up at reception right do they have like uh i'm assuming they probably got some pc PC sections for reception and and uh, general population sections for reception.
1: Now, see, that's the difference of nowadays of going to prison. They didn't have the PC sections like they do now. You know, I'm sure they has, uh places where they put certain individuals, but now it's mass PC yards, you know. Uh, when I came through reception, I came through Tehachapi, you know, and Tehachapi was a no-nonsense prison back then in the 90s. You know, um, I did... Um, um, I went to the four yard to the four B gym, you know, where they housed us at. You know, we didn't get to function with the 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 inmates on the four yard like that. I mean, I saw Bolo in the kitchen, OG Bolo from Bonnie Hunter's in the kitchen, you know, I ran into the big homie Sunny Roo from Am. So it was some it was some it was some contact, but it was limited, you know. And it wasn't until I got to the um um three-yard at Tehachapi's where you got to see the full prison experience you know and uh but at the same time in in reception it can go it can go it can go down it's not gonna go down to the physicality of the inmates living on the yard, but at any time you got some inmates in any situation it, it it can it can move
0: do you recall if it actually took the whole 90 days for you to get classified when you were there back in the day
1: it didn't it took me probably about 35 days i was there about 35 days before they moved me around um so it don't necessarily take 90 days. I believe it can take up to 90 days. And I have seen homies in there 90 days, 100 days before they were moved. Um, you know, being that, you know, California prisons are so crowded, and overpopulated. You know, I think the wheels are moving a little slower in his situation, though. They may because his his situation is a high profile, they may choose to um kind of expedite his movement to go and get him on the yard so they don't got to worry about it but then again they might just treat him like a regular dude don't give a shit who he is you know what I mean
0: (laughs) yeah Um, that's the way they're supposed to do it but I understand they got them high profiles I remember hearing about Charles Manson when he was in there they you know they had they had him under heavy protection everywhere he went you couldn't touch Charles Manson even if you wanted to but uh I don't know you think they might give Eric Holder that same treatment
1: um, no, but I don't think they're going to not understand, you know, who he is. I believe they're gonna it's something in his file that's gonna say that he may be a wanted man in prison. Um, you know, uh maybe some kind of red flag to say, you know, this guy right here needs some not extra protection, but an extra understanding of, you know, it could go up with this dude at any moment, you know. Um, and, and those things are in place, you know. So they could definitely um have him over there in Delano. Like I say, he's already not functioning with, with everybody because they don't move like that in reception. But at the same time, somebody got action at him. You, His prison is too big and they don't have the means to just uh, babysit you like that. So um, he's definitely going to be in some form of a, a population, whether it's a PC pop or a gym pop. But he's definitely going to be around some other inmates.
0: Now, the CDC in, in recent years has claimed that they're taking mental illness into serious consideration. And during his sentencing, uh, the defense was able to document like years and years of mental illness and treatment and 5150 holds. Uh, I know when you was in prison, or maybe I'm wrong, did they even consider some of the inmates that had mental health issues, the way they're tr- they're claiming that they're considering them today?
1: unless you had a like a super serious serious and I mean serious case of a mental illness where you just really wasn't there you know they took that into consideration but just like you know when I played Pop Warner football there wasn't a such thing as uh, uh, concussions you know and it was the same thing in the PM man it wasn't no such thing as is mental illness you know they felt like everybody in this thing was crazy man you when I go back and look it's really some dudes that really should have been in on another yard or in a different situation because of their mental illness, but they just didn't classify like that. Then Um at the same time, you know, this dude could be classified with a mental illness, but we all know that he can function properly. You know what I mean? You know, after I seen him take a, a bite of them fries after he, right before he went to go gun down nip, this dude thinks, you know, he, 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 he could think clearly, you know what I mean? So he going to be, He's not going to be in no severe situation where they have to uh, uh, classify him as as, as a mental um, patient, you know. And if they did, you know, send him up to one of them facilities like Vacaville or somewhere where they house these like serious mental dudes. I, I think he'd probably go crazy just even being up there with them guys because they really like really have issues. Other than that, man, like I said, he's going to land um, somewhere where, where all the other motherfuckers in his temperament is. He ain't going to get no special treatment, man.
0: Wait up, I can't believe you said the, the way he bit those chili cheese fries. <laughs> yeah, you, you, man. You're, you're, you're taking you're you're diminishing the level of mental illness that he has based on his demeanor walking through that alley before he shot Nipsey. No how, doubt, bro. How, you how, know. Why so?
1: Hey, man, it just shows you a level of calm, coolness, collectiveness, you know. Um, See, one thing when I watch a crime or watch um, something on TV or watch it unfold in real life, you know, I pay attention to the small details. You know, Um, I pay attention to because some dudes really do things out of adrenaline. Some things really some guys really be scared and they, they get the job done. But you could tell they were scared. They nervous. They, you know. This dude was thinking clearly. You know what I mean? You know, and and nothing about him showed me that he couldn't understand, man. And like I say, his brain told him, go put in his work and his stomach told him, man, let's just let's eat a little more, man. Let's, let's get a couple more bites. And um, so you know, even just with that, man, like I say, that 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 did something for me. I say, this boy a cold rider, this the boy a killer right here, man.
0: You know. Okay, but well, okay, let me let me um let, let me flip it around. I think that if you're about to put in some work and you're about to do your thing, you should be nervous naturally. Um, If you do it as calm and as collected as Eric Holder actually did, maybe that is is evidence of of severe mental illness. Like you said, this dude was enjoying the last bites of his meal before he was about to bust two straps into one of the most famous LA rappers. I think 90% of the people that would go on a mission like that would naturally be nervous. Nah, he wasn't I, at all he wasn't nah, at
1: all i got feel you but i look at it different you know what i mean i look at everybody else would have been nervous in them riders homie that knowing what they finna go accomplish knowing that they've done this before you know th- i mean like i say i don't know the dude personally so i don't want to accuse him of anything but just from me looking in i would definitely say this wasn't his first rodeo this wasn't his first time popping his pistol you know what i mean so um uh, and he, you know, like I say, and he, 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 he had a full understanding of what was going on. Maybe the last time he shot somebody, he didn't get to eat before, so he was hungry afterwards. Why he went to go lay low? So this time he was like, I'm not going to be hungry after I shoot this dude, you know. So it, it showed me a, a a different level about
0: him, you know, that I, you know, um, <clears throat> saw in him, you know. So that's how I got it. Yeah, uh, I think that footage of him walking through the alley right before he's going to shoot nipsey is very unique because very rarely do we see a guy like um you know minutes before he's about to do something and and get to see his demeanor and his um his body language and in this case actually got to show you exactly all his his body language and I guess if you're you're reading that in a certain kind of way yeah you can come to these type of conclusions but uh I feel what you're saying um I guess if you're a rider, that's the way you're supposed to do it, right? Hey,
1: I mean to be honest with you, I hated it, it was nip, but at the same time, man, just from you know a gangster perspective, you know, he didn't have no hitch in his giddy up, man, you know, so he gonna be, you know, I, I don't think the the mental role is gonna play for the CDC.
0: See, I remember uh, Jay Stone from Fruit Town Piru talking about when he went to prison for a shooting, he did in Compton with one of his his uh, comrades from the same set mm-hmm. He said that that dude froze up when they went to go do their thing. And he yeah. looked at him and he was like, surprise. But I'm thinking to myself, um, I'm sure a lot of dudes freeze up. I'm sure a lot yeah. of dudes lock up, you know, and I think that 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 um, that nervousness you have before you're about to pull up, pull the trigger to me is is a natural response
1: no no doubt I mean I'm seeing it personally Alex you know and and you know but I also had to go let the homie know that you know I'm talking about even in self-defense mode you know somebody come through ride on you get ready to bust on you and the the, the homie got the strap and he need to bust back you know what I mean and I've seen homies freeze I've seen them you know pause I've seen them you know didn't perform the way they should have you know and I always was the one who doubled back while I was you know it's always going to be homies clown you and talk shit about do you know I mean I'm going to go double back and homie I understand you know what I mean shit is unnormal you know what I mean so at the same time um um you know give a dude you know don't send him home you know beating himself up or you know nothing like that just understand man that this shit is not normal bro you know what I mean so I've seen it on multiple occasions where dudes freeze up and um so you're absolutely right it, it, a lot of motherfuckers will everybody ain't you know they think they ready and they they they, they not but this is something that you shouldn't be fucking ready for you know
0: Well, I think that also, as you stated, that it looked like this wasn't his first rodeo. So the more you do it, if the second, the third and fourth time, it probably becomes a little bit easier. You you get a little bit more comfortable Then, butterflies in your stomach probably aren't as as aggressive. So perhaps um, depending on if this is your first time ever having to put in some work, uh, that might determine your level of nervousness.
1: Right. And I'm going to go beyond and say, yo, not your first time. I'm going to say your 10th your, your time, you know, because it comes with anything you do, you know, dangerous, Uh, whether it's skydiving, whether it's, you know, popping a wheelie on the dirt bike or, you know, something like that. The first time you first few times you do it, you're going to be nervous. It takes a it takes a while for you to do anything that's um crazy you know, and it could be crazy legally, like I say, skydiving or, you know, something like that or, you know, it, it, it's not going to be the first one or two or three times that you're not going to be nervous. This is something that comes with skill, you know, Um, just like everything else, you know. So I'm not going to buy the, the one or two times, you know, I, I I made a mistake and tried to, in my case, tell the judge, you know, that like like this was kind of like my first rodeo with the drug game. And, and that's where I messed <laughs> up, you know, because you don't realize what you telling these people, you know, to be I mean? that, that she she checked my ass on that shit, too. You know what I mean? But they know it. Yeah, she wasn't buying it at all, man. Cause, but, but I never had a drug case ever in my life, so I'm thinking I was gonna try to play the role, like you know, I'm, I'm a new to this and shit. She beg if you don't get up out of here with that bullshit. But yeah, so, so, so it takes, it takes uh, multiple. My whole point was to take multiple um, times in order to get that comfortable, you know.
0: Well, I definitely believe in the uh, mental illness of Eric Holder. I listened to all these uh diagnoses. I, I, I listened to the father's letter. He had electro electro electrotherapy on his brain. um he's he's been through a whole lot of different mental facilities over the years. So uh, I wonder if that even has an impact on why he's got a twenty thirty nine release date, but hey, y'all, he's gonna be eligible for parole in 16 years uh all right i wanted to move on to uh we got to at least talk about donald trump president donald trump being indicted i believe he's the first former president ever charged i do remember nixon was in some trouble back in uh, 1972 or 73 but uh what's your feelings on donald trump being charged uh it seems like the country split on it
1: um i'm split on it too you know i think it's some bullshit just to be honest with you you know what i mean i'm not sitting here saying i'm a trump supporter i just see it for what it is i really believe it's a it's a i'm not gonna call it a witch hunt y'all know what he did with stormy daniel's way back when he did it you know this is no new information to y'all y'all didn't think the guy was gonna win last time you know now that he's running again you guys are gonna make sure that he don't you know even if you guys tarnish his name or send him through this trial all the way till. The election is over and then turn around and give him a slap on the wrist or something like that. But I really think it's a it's a a, a move, a, pol- a political move to stop him from running again. That's what I, I truly believe, because you guys been knew what he did. You guys knew all the facts It's no new facts came out. You know, you guys want to bring the facts out now. But uh, I, I, I believe it's a uh, it's a railroad, you know, for him not to run again. That's what I really believe.
0: You know what? I, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. I, I feel um, those 34 counts that he was charged with—they're—they're they're all minor. Some of them are are what we call in California wobblers. They right. can be considered misdemeanors um, or felonies. So uh, it's just bizarre because in the history of of presidents, even our most recent presidents, um, I'm aware of some of our recent pre- presidents committing even more serious crimes than what was outlined in this indictment against Trump. Like, for example, uh, Bill Clinton. I I, I know Bill Clinton committed all kind of gangster crimes. Right, right. I I believe he might have been involved in uh, Vince Foster's murder. They say it was a suicide, but all experts say that there was no way Vince Foster. That was his, um, I think, his legal legal consultant in the White House. Vince Foster was killed. Um, I believe Ron Brown was killed. Ron Brown was the brother that was the secretary of transportation, I believe. Um, And even with... um, um, George Bush the second. This dude waged a war against Iraq for WMDs that they never found or existed. That,
1: no, no doubt. And, you know, not to mention, you know, Hillary wasn't president, but you know her mishandling of Benghazi and all those emails that was hid and those things. I just think those crimes was, was, was a lot. You know. Harder than you know what y'all trying to accuse him of, paying a stripper under the table, or some stuff, which y'all already knew, you know. So at the end of the day, like I said, I believe it's a. I'm not gonna use his term and say witch hunt, because it's something there. But at the same time, I think it's it's, it's petty and minute, and it's a, it's a move for to not to let him back in there again because they must be feeling that he got action. But the way Joe Biden is 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 running the country, a lot of people is not happy with it, and I believe that the Democrats even won't get back in there, no matter who who run on the Republican side.
0: Yeah, you're definitely right about Hillary Clinton and, and Benghazi because uh, what she did there definitely qualifies for uh, high crimes and misdemeanors, and she was never charged. No doubt. So, yeah, it's it's just bizarre because um, if, if we're going to charge President, let, let's let's have some serious serious charges. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, I agree with you. It it seems like it's just uh it's all theatrics, it's all uh performative and it's just entertaining. It's just to entertain us. I don't think this die guy's ever gonna sit in jail for one single day. And he might actually win the presidency while he's facing these charges, which would be bizarre if he Yeah, actually... that'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd yeah. be nuts. Yeah. All right. Uh and then real quickly, let's um let's pivot into uh, these these uh, capital rioters, man. We got to t- t- tap in with these capital rioters. Hey, some of these capital rioters actually believe that they could, um, you know, uh, escape the the prosecution. They've some uh, About six of these guys have become fugitives. Literally, they're fugitives of the law.
1: No doubt, but hey, you know, like you said, they're going to try their hand, man. They tried their hand with the capital. They wasn't scared to do that, so they're not scared to, you know... Um imitate the gingerbread man you know they going to say catch me when you can man you know and and um so hey i ain't mad at him man you know shit who want to go sit in the jail who want to run through a trial where they seeing everybody uh, getting convicted on you know so they going to try their hand
0: don't you think that uh you make it make it worse for you when you decide uh not only are you facing the charges that you're facing but now you're going to look at additional additional offenses or different additional charges when you decide to become a fugitive of the law sometimes yeah sometimes
1: no you know i've seen a lot of people that was fugitives of the law they didn't get no extra hell of a extra time you know what i mean um you know, some of them just don't give a shit. If they didn't give a shit about storming the, uh, the Capitol, Alex, you know, you got to think about how much they care about, you know, maybe getting an extra year or two or, or, or something of that nature, you know. So, um, like I say, I'm not mad at, them. you know, who wants to go to jail at this point? They haven't really wasted. They didn't go to they haven't had their trial proceedings. And while they were on trial. Fled, you know what I mean? So they didn't cost the, the 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 government too much money yet by picking a jury and, you know, going through all the proceedings and then they left. They were basically, you know, just just skip bail. Basically, we got a lot of people to do that. Only thing about situation about skipping bail is or running out how they ran out. If they ever do get caught, they'll never be eligible to go to a camp, a minimum security institution, you know, because when you have a, a um Escounding or whatever you want to call it, um, jump bail. Um, you 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 know that that makes you not eligible for a minimum security institution.
0: So they they automatically have to go to at least a medium. A low.
1: They can go to a low security, but the low security is still gated and 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 ran like you know anything else. You know they won't be able to have that freedom like at a camp. You know like some of these, a lot of these, um, some of these, um capital riders are actually going to land up in the camp you know so where they can live good and you know not all the pressure no pressure really and you know do your time just easier but 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 these guys are skipped out and then some of them especially if anything if if any of them ex-military or anything like that i believe they can go without being found you know i I believe it's not that hard you know it's hard but it's not that hard
0: well this guy here uh joseph hutchinson there's a guy named jonathan pollock and then i guess olivia michelle pollock i'm not sure if that's his wife or sister mm-hmm. uh, they, they've all fled and these were people that were out on bail that had um ankle monitoring and then they decided to cut those monitors off and escape and i'm assuming cutting off your ankle monitoring is uh is a crime in itself a federal offense right there
1: no doubt but when you get in court and they get to adding up all these um these this time you know some of that stuff overlaps each other you know so the time that you you know they're gonna run them with a four-year sentence you know they might get two for cutting off the ankle monitor running concurrent you know so so some of the stuff be you know um seem like it's worse than what it really be and it don't be you know
0: yeah okay and then uh i want to (laughs) mention one more of the rioters that's uh that fled evan newman this guy actually not only fled prosecution this dude decided to leave the country. He went to Italy. First, he sold his house, mm-hmm. $1.3 He sold mm-hmm. his house for $1.3 I don't know how much of that he got to keep because he probably right, right. Still, still owed on the loan. But let's assume he had at least half of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he, uh, he fled to Italy, then went to Belarus, and he received political asylum from the nation of Belarus. And he told the country there that if he was sent to the United States, he would be tortured. What kind of drama Um, is that? Well, it all depend
1: if they believed him or not, you know. And don't get me wrong, there's people that come over to the U.S. and they do the same thing, Alex. You know, so if he boss up on that move and get away with it, man, you know, I ain't mad at him for finding a loophole per se in the system. That's one thing I can't be. I can't hate on the dude for finding a loophole. But if he get away with that one, man, you know, shit, more power to him. You know, anything about it the U.S., they so tricky, man. They don't give a damn about, you know. Uh, they're good. They're they somebody over there to get you, man. You know, but they may not care enough to put those kind of resources behind his situation, but uh, he better not bring his ass back.
0: Yeah, he can never step foot on U.S. soil. But, I mean, he was only probably going to face, what, two years, three years in prison. This dude sold his house, fled the country, and now he's going to live in Belarus for the rest of his life? That's crazy, man.
1: Yeah, no doubt. But some of these people really want to get out of here anyway, and I guess he found the perfect reason, man. Some people don't want to do a day,
0: Alex. That's why so much snitching going on out there. Oh yeah, no doubt, man. I just uh I just got off of a case, man, where a cousin snitched against another cousin. Man, <laughs> and it was bizarre. And actually the prosecutor was asking me questions about what's your opinions on snitching? Like mm-hmm. you're against snitching. He told he asked me these questions in front of the jury, "Aren't you against snitching?" And, That's and I was crazy. Like, yeah, and I was uh you know, I had to explain my whole I said I, we're all against snitching. I said it's against most Americans grow up you know mm-hmm. not tattletaling you, you right, learn from right. your parents we don't even approve it in law enforcement we don't approve it in the workplace environment cops don't snitch on each other right right to, but his questions we're trying to isolate it as if this is just a gang thing you know so i was trying to let the jury know that snitching is frowned upon in all segments of society in all segments, yeah. yeah but um yeah i had this case where a cousin the cousin from main street was snitching Mm -hmm. against the cousin from East coast, man. But but yeah, the snitching is, uh, is, is very prevalent. And um, I guess that's why some people uh, do what they do, but uh, I can't imagine this guy living the rest of his life in Belarus. Um, You know, (laughs) it's just bizarre. All right. uh, I wanted to uh, ask you a question about um, 21 years ago this week. Mm -hmm. Buntree Buntree was shot and killed at the gas station over there on Atlantic and Rosecrans, man. And uh, I just wanted to get some thoughts on as we reflect on losing a dude that uh, you basically grew up with, man. It's been 21 years. Which is kind of crazy that this happened 21 years ago.
1: No, no doubt that 21 years flew by. You know, what I mean, I remember like shit. It was yesterday. You know what I mean? And uh, Buntree was definitely a good home. You know, and definitely a general over there on the east side. You know, definitely a staple. You know, uh, uh, uh you know, the mob, mob gang general. You know what I mean? And 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 had a lot of love for Buntree, You know, so like I said, I remember like it was yesterday because it happened over right there in my neighborhood and. And, uh, at the gas, the Shell gas station, you know, me and Buntree happened to have, um, this, the same kind of trucks back then. We had black Denali's and I'll never forget, you know, when it, when it happened, you know, I was getting a lot of calls, um, you know, because for one, it was right there in the hood. And for two, I had the same kind of truck, you know, so, um, that's even how I learned how it happened, you know, but like I said, I got to spend a lot of time with Buntree and hung out his pad, you know, he took me to concerts and, um, and, um, you know he had a genuine love for me, you know what I mean and I had the same, you know and and and, and like a lot of big homies over there I missed dude, man. You know, I didn't realize it was 21 years
0: though, man. Yeah, that was in April of 2020. I'm sorry. April 02. of 2002, yeah, 02. Yeah. 02 and that was just like um what was that? A couple years before you got picked up by the feds, right? Just two years. Nah, no
1: doubt. You know what I mean? And like I said, you know, I, I sit at Bunchy kitchen table, you know what I mean? And, and, and ate food out of his refrigerator. And, you know, we didn't laugh. We didn't drink when I had the nightclub, the w- red velvet, you know, Bunchy was, was one of my supporters, man. You know, he come through and, you know, and, and, and the thing about the east side, man, it was so vicious over there that, you know, you rarely see homies laugh and smile. You know, when I had the red velvet, you know. I, I seen a lot of homies with smiles on their face. I seen a lot of laughter. I seen a lot of homies be able to let they whatever they got going in the hood, uh, let it get out their mind for a second and, and enjoy the night, you know. So, like I say, man, you know, dude was one of my supporters, man, you know, and everything I did, man. So I, I ain't had nothing but a lot of love for Buntree, you know, real big homie,
0: you know. Yeah, man. Um, the years be flying by. Uh, I remember when it happened and it, it's just so, it's so crazy. This happened in 2002. Uh, you know, my daughter was born in 2001 uh, a year before. And it's it just, it's just crazy. Like how time just, time just seems to be moving faster and faster each year that passes. Uh, but yeah, 21 years ago this week, man, um, we lost, we lost bro. And yeah. Wow. Um, well, I definitely
1: want to say to to you know to 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 a son, you know, a little Bunty and little Alton, and um, you know, the rest of his kids, you know, sister and and all those things, brothers, you know, Timmy Rue and, you know, man, like I say, rest in peace to the homie, man, and you know, uh, we lost a good one when we lost Buntry, you know, we lost a real homie, you know, amongst others that we lost around that time, but Buntry was definitely, you know, definitely, you know, a staple on that East Side, man. Much love, major
0: respect. And uh, the last thing I want to say about this before we move on is that um, it, it was funny to hear people opining on who killed him on the Internet. Um, it's really it's bothersome to me that people will speak about open cases so comfortably on the Internet. And I know a lot of people know, uh, watch the interviews and watch the videos. But um, now people who are opining about it, they're not saying <laughs> they're not saying names anymore. And um, I think that we we need to have a certain standard when we talk about things like this, um, open cases, homicides pointing the fingers at people uh, because you think they went to prison. You think they got a life sentence and then all of a sudden they're home. Um, You know, that has an impact on people, whether they're innocent or not. You know, they haven't been charged. Nobody's been to prison. And just publicly putting people's names and pointing fingers uh, regarding open cases is, I think, a little irresponsible. So uh, I hope we can do better when we talk about these cases. And and we're going to pivot into a case right now, the B2B savage dude a texas rapper who was gunned down he was gunned down a few days after he did an interview where he talked about he detailed uh killing a person in self-defense and and this happened in san antonio but he got killed in houston Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you've really been tapping in on some of the recklessness of you know talking about some of this gangster stuff on the internet
1: no doubt. You know what I mean? Um, I, I tap into it all the time, you know, and it's a shame that, you know, for views and shit and for clicks and for likes and shit like that, people just jump out there and say anything, have any kind of narrative, you know, without having, you know, the facts, you know, like you were speaking on earlier, you know, so many people that's quick to say. Somebody did something, but if you wasn't near, you don't know who did what or, or 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 who has something to do with it. You know. Sometimes I hear things on the internet, and I know it's a hundred percent false. You know, but 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 that's the narrative people run with. But this guy right here, you know, um, his family asked him to not to speak about, it, you know, for the sake of the family and for the sake of the family of the guy that was killed. Don't speak about the dude you killed, you know, but for a few dollars and his homeboys pumping him up and we can get, you know, clout, we can get clicks, we can get views, you know, man, take that little change, man, and do them interviews. And that's what he did, you know, and he went on a certain platform, a, a big one, you know, and spoke on it, you know, what I mean, and uh, four days later, somebody knocked him down. So, you know, I, I really believe that had he not spoke on it or was speaking on it, you know, publicly, you know, he may still be around.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And, and you know, I, I have to I normally don't mention this dude, but we got to mention them. It's Vlad TV. Um, and I'm almost certain that Vlad paid this guy, provided an incentive for him to want to talk about the story, because this, this guy probably didn't want to talk about it. But then, you know, Vlad will will throw you three thousand, four thousand, five thousand dollars. And once you do that, once you accept the money, now you're compelled to tell this story, which B2B B2B Savage did. And it could have been the story that got him killed
1: no doubt i mean to be honest with you i gotta agree with you on that you know what i mean and at the same time that's the one thing about these dudes you know that like you say to get on these platforms you know and and, and let the money or let the ego or let the you know the cloud or whatever people want to call it you know have you come talk about some shit that you know um you shouldn't be i mean at the end of the day you know we do speak on things that's in the news we speak on people we know we speak on certain shit but when they get to talk about a crime you know what I mean? And a specific person that did it, even if it's myself, you know, um, you know, it's, it's certain shit that you just got to leave alone and let go, you know, and don't speak on, you know, and in this situation, you know, um, you know, he went on there, like you say, this on a couple of platforms, but once he got to Vlad, one of the biggest in the country, um. You know, it was magnified, you know, and it could looked at as taunting. It could have looked at as, as bragging. It could have looked at in many ways, man, and, and somebody wasn't feeling it, you know. So I'm not going to sit here and 100 percent say, you know, um, uh, Vlad egged him on to get himself killed. But at the same time, you know, sometimes when interviewer asking these questions, you as a man got to be you responsible for what come out your mouth. And sometimes you have to. um you know uh, not speak on certain things so you know it's unfortunately man that this dude that got knocked down you know a few days after that interview uh, aired that's that's crazy
0: hey i want to ask you about the the interview um i'm sorry um the the self-defense shooting that b2p savage was a part of him and his girlfriend uh killed the guy and they were cleared of it that mm-hmm. happened in san antonio right gunned down in houston which is like uh three hour three and a half hours away um do you think that the distance of these two cities which are both in texas three and a half hours away it's like from going going from la to vegas do you think that the distance has a could mean that it didn't have anything to do with what happened in san antonio or the distance doesn't matter
1: well, I can say and sit here, and, you know, for me to be on record speaking with you, you know what I mean? I, like I said, I can't say that I'm 100% sure that that's how it went. It could have just been somebody randomly smacked him on something else, you know, cut him off on the road. So you're 100% right that it really could be something else. It's just, it is just, it is a little ironic that after he went on Vlad, that, you know, this dude get knocked down for, for talking about killing a man, you know, but you got to understand Vegas and LA ain't that far. San Antonio and Houston is not that far either. I got a cousin in Vegas that will uh, knock you out your boots if I called him and say you was there. You know <laughs> what I mean? So yeah. somebody can do the same from, from San Antonio to Houston, you know, so that's not a long enough distance, you know, for you not to be touched, you know, and it's the perfect place to touch you because it's not right here in the town, Um so we, you do got some kind of what the police may think is a whole something else, which it really could be, but you know, you know, it could be throwing the police off just based on, you know, it's in a totally different, um, demographics of where you killed a man at. So, um, like I say, man, it's just unfortunate that that went like that when his parents, it was on record that his parents asked him not to speak about it. And he, you know, uh, declined to take their advice, went on there speaking about it, man. And, uh. You know, unfortunately, for whatever reason, somebody knocked him down.
0: Yeah. um, You were saying that uh, earlier that you you as the interviewee, the guy that's telling the story has to be responsible also. Right. He's got to be able to know what to say, know what not to say. Right.
1: True. But but at the same time, as an interviewer. You know what I mean? You got to understand, you know, and Vlad got to be smart enough to know that some of these questions you ask him, man, can also double back and incriminate a dude if he say something different from what he said in the police report, something different than what he said at the police station in order to exonerate him, to make him his self-defense stand, you know. don't be up there asking some questions that can double back and make them, you know, start thinking maybe that this wasn't completely self-defense or things of this nature. So it's also, it's on both of them, you know, it's responsibility on both of them, but just that certain shit shouldn't have even been discussed, you know, but the only thing about it, what I can appreciate is he wasn't, he was talking about himself, So he wasn't talking about two other dudes. So he wasn't up there, like you say, basically snitching, but he was, he was telling the story and, You know, a story reflected, you know, could have reflected on on his demise, you know?
0: Yeah. But um, part of those interviews that Vlad does, he's paying. So once he pays a guy. So, for example, if you went on Vlad FG and he pays you, he's going to want you to talk about certain things that you might not want to talk about, but because you're getting paid like $5,000. You can't say no. Yeah, yeah, no. Now yeah,
1: you're right, right, right. No, you got a hundred. Yeah, hell of a point right there. Yeah, hell of a point, yeah.
0: So I think the um, he knows that if he just sat there with B2B Savage, the interview might not even want to go in that direction. And we all know the reason why he's interviewing him in the first place is because in he the got first off on of, uh, self-defense no doubt. killing a man. So no doubt. The, the, the way around that, the way to get a grown man to say things he don't want to say is... Dangle a carrot in front of them, and uh, whether that's three thousand, four thousand, five thousand dollars, that's how these interviews in today's social media climate on YouTube are getting done. And then, and, and Vlad is not the only platform that's doing this. I know, no, no, I, don't no, no, on no, platform, I ain't gonna say, yeah,
1: yeah, I ain't gonna just point it at, at him, but you know, um. You know, but like you say, you know, dudes got to be responsible before they go sit down to talk about. You 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 got to damn near be ready for anything that somebody's paying you for an interview because they gonna come with the, all the juicy shit. They gonna ask you about everything that you haven't been talking about and all the shit that you may have been avoiding talking about. They gonna ask you all that shit once they slide that money to you. You know, um, I damn near would do the same thing, but I wouldn't try to and get a dude to incriminate himself or nobody else in a crime just to. Just to get the, like you say, the views, you know, um, and and that's something that, you know, big money out there. Some of these bigger platforms, they don't give a damn. They going they they want the views because they know people want to know. So unfortunately, <laughs> this kid lost his life.
0: And, and maybe B2B Savage and his little circle of friends felt it was he was comfortable to talk about it because the people that him and his girlfriend killed were trying to rob him. So he feels like I guess he was the victim. He sh- they shot and killed. I believe the girl. The girl was the one that actually pulled the trigger, um, and, and killed the, the the person that was robbing them. Um, but even though you were the victim in a attempted robbery, just just from my perspective, that's I don't want to talk about that person that I that I just killed. It's just you, you, because that person has a family. You don't know if that person's brothers is gangsters, you know, or uncles. No you know, so, no doubt. Uh, I think it's just a a bad look all the way around, and then to to pay somebody to talk about something that is an irresponsible topic to talk about. I think that's just um, we're hitting we're hitting the bottoms now. We're we're at an all time low in content creation or whatever you want to call it now on YouTube. We're we're just we're just at an all time low. We cannot create just uh, good stories that don't incriminate people that don't talk about. Uh, murder that don't talk about uh, the victims' families uh, the way that people are wanting to hear. Uh, it just seems like this we're going in this whole another direction, and um, it's it's actually quite ugly to me.
1: No no though but we living in a, in a in a in a society right now where you know you got extreme sports, you got extreme this, you got extreme that. So they want to see extreme content. You know, think about it. If you go to YouTube and you click on a, um alligator eating a cheetah, it's going to have 4 million yeah. views. You know what I mean? So you have to understand that this is the the, the stuff people want to hear, you know, the the the, the, the Juicier the better they gonna click in on it, you know, um, I try to be responsible when I talk, you know, people say, you know, man, if you, you know, you, you choose your words, you know, carry you motherfucking right. I do, you know what I mean? And it ain't because of, um, the police can come do nothing to me, you know what I mean? But I'm also, you know, thinking of the person who we talking about, if it's a crime that was committed, you know, yeah, we can re reread what we saw in the news or give you a small insight on what a person may have been thinking. But these dudes is coming on there just blatantly saying, you know, yeah, you know, my boy Mike Mike, when he shot him two times, he, you know, he you know, and 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 yeah, you could not not be charged or, or criminally. But at the same time, you know, you're still giving up some information that not always good to give up, you know, so.
0: I can imagine if uh, you went on one of these bigger platforms that paid you, they're going to be asking you about death row. They want to ask you about Suge Knight and they probably would even be bold enough to ask you, um, how do you think Bunchy got killed? Who do you right, think? Right. did it?" Like- yeah, like that, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a real question that, that that you would be asked if you went on some of these platforms. And those, know- are
1: the, and those are the the, the, the things that people want to hear. They want to yeah. know, you know what I mean? And one thing about it, two things were certain, you know, um, uh, they know fg off that east side man you know and i get dms and shit in my all the time and man we know you holding back man you know tell us some of that shit man <laughs> yeah. you know you know and uh you know i'm definitely holding them back but at the same time i got to be responsible you know that's what kind of dude i am that's how i got to be stand up you know i give you a little something now and then but at the same time
0: i, I got to be responsible okay well b2b savage's uh real name is daryl gentry Uh, He was shot and killed in Houston while he was driving in his Mercedes. And Houston police are saying that this this shooting was definitely targeted. So it wasn't like a a random shooting. um, And they put targeted in quotes. And I guess the the likely targeting is based on what happened in San Antonio, right? I'm I'm almost like 90% convinced that... The targeting of that homicide in Houston is related to San Antonio. I could be 10% wrong, but I'm I'm a, I'm a stand on that 90%.
1: Um, I always think the police know more than what people think they know. I believe for them to use the term targeting, they may know a little something. He could have got some text message threats or something like that. He could have got some uh, DMS in his Instagram saying, Hey bro, Leave that shit alone. We're going to touch you up. You know what I mean? They couldn't know something more than we do for them to even go on record and use that term, Alex. You know, so I believe that, you know, by them doing that, they know a little something we don't know.
0: Yeah, definitely. And according to the Houston uh, KNS5.com, they're saying that Gentry, the rapper B2B Savage, uh, allowed another rapper and that man's uncle later identified as Omar Richardson into his apartment for a recording session and then this guy, Richardson, pulled a gun and attempted to rob Gentry. And that's when um him and his girlfriend, uh, I guess they beat him to the punch. They got into a tussle. <laughs> they got into a tussle. Um, And then Gentry's girlfriend shot Richardson in the back. So that's how it pretty much went down in San Antonio.
1: Hey, man, it, it didn't went down like that so many other times before. where a robber don't, you know, don't don't go in there and get what he going to get. You know, everybody's not you know, uh uh with being robbed. Everybody not laying down on robberies. You know, some people risk their own life, you know, for the simple possessions that somebody is trying to take from them, you know. And I'm not I'm not judging or knocking them on that. But uh some people ain't gonna lay down, you know. Um so this dude apparently, you know, went in there and got his head knocked in, you know, um trying to rob somebody and you know when you go try to take somebody else shit, sometimes this happens, you know. Um so hey man, the guy keep beat it he got off it wasn't enough for him he wanted to talk about it and unfortunately he lost his life
0: yeah he should have um he should have just kept his mouth shut on it and i'm gonna put a link to this article in the show notes from kens5.com but i just want to read just a couple more parts here um it said after the part where they got into a tussle over the gun this article actually says gentry told dj vlad that he refused to take richardson to the hospital and then it says san antonio police did not press charges against gentry on his girlfriend And then it says he was just straight soft, like weak, Gentry said in the interview, which was so far garnered more than two million views. Then he said, I went to sleep good as hell the next day and was happy as hell, too. So in this interview, these quotes that are in this article, it seems as if he's trying to rub it in. That uh, he got away with this. He didn't take the dude to the hospital. And then it says here, are you at all concerned that his people are going to try to come back? DJ Vlad asked. They for sure might do what they might do, Gentry said. But I'm going to get active. That's all it is. It is what it is. And these are the things you just don't want to be saying on the Internet, in my opinion. Right,
1: right. No, no doubt. No doubt. You're 100% right about that.
0: And then it says here that Gentry, B2B Savage, posed for pictures in front of the apartment's blood-stained walls. The rapper posted the images to Twitter an hour before the attackers shot him.
1: Damn. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost, you you cannot ignore him getting murdered in Houston has something to do with this incident in San Antonio. And I just believe that Gentry, B2B Savage, just went about it all wrong and uh even the platform that interviewed him has to take a certain amount of responsibility because they paid this man to tell this story in in such an offensive and hurtful way
1: no no doubt you know what i mean like i said i agree with you all the way around on that you know there's a few uh, irresponsible parties and that shit and and um you know but pe- posting pictures with the blood stained wall and the posting them on twitter and you know this is clearly a. uh uh um you know, a move that the boy shouldn't have, you know, done or even, even not right now. You know, say if it was a year from now and you had a, you did a, you know, something, but this is fresh and 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 and, you know, um. So yeah, some of these dots could connect to you know you was targeted,
0: bro. It's very fresh. This happened in February. Um, yeah, it's so, crazy. Yeah, it's very fresh, and you know, I was gonna, th- I was gonna say that maybe if some years had passed. If some years had passed, maybe you can talk about it. But I would even say even after five years, 10 years, you just might not want to talk about it. And I'll give you one example. Uh, I interviewed a guy named Bandit, Tony Alvarado, mm-hmm. who, who wrote a book about his life in the gang and his in his hood getting green lighted by the Mexican mafia back in 1992, 93, 94. Mm-hmm, so what's mm-hmm. that? 30 years ago. Right. Right. So he does an interview with me. This is 30 years ago. He's talking about what happened. And around September, or October, the brother got shot 10 times in front of his house.
1: Yeah, that's wild. like you say, sometimes, you know, you could bring up old memories, bring up old wounds. Sometimes people forget and then you remind them. You know, and and when you remind them, man, you know, it, depending on what kind of day they had, or what they feeling at the moment, or what they situation is, where they can just come reach out and touch you, they will. You know, and um, and um, uh, so so it definitely can happen. You know, so some like that's why I go back to say some shit. You know, you don't speak on. You know, some shit you have a have, you know, but he probably just felt he can go tell the stories thirty years later. You know, people do it all the time. You know what I mean? So. Um, I'm not knowing sure if that connects The shooting was connected with what he said on your interview. But at the same time, um, he definitely was hit, you know, a, a bunch of times, you know, and, and it's, it's highly likely that it could come from something that he said in his book or elsewhere.
0: Yeah, I think he, um, he you know, talking about being greenlit uh, is a very sensitive topic in the Latino gang culture. And even though 30 years, have I thought the 30 years have passed was um was enough time to you know tell his story but you know he wrote his book he told his story he reached out to me i did his first interview but then after he did the interview with me he did about five or six more interviews Mm -hmm. and i think some you know some people were feeling a certain kind of way like this guy is um going all over the internet telling his story which i feel like he has every right to but it's an example of how people don't forget (laughs) 30 years later
1: no doubt shit,
0: yeah um any last points on that before we move on to this last uh we. Well, i think we got one more topic
1: yeah no nah, let's move on to the next one
0: okay i wanted to um <laughs> uh, we talked about uh, the takashi 69 beating mm-hmm. and uh we we talked about it in the context of uh, lord jamar saying it was all staged and it was fake and you know he did this for for publicity and for attention and uh we we called we called uh, we called the assault real last episode but we kind of like left it open that well there was a small possibility that it was fake right <laughs> there was a small possibility that lord jamar was correct but now that they've arrested three people now that they've charged uh three guys with assault i believe two of the guys are father and son uh, I, uh, there's no way on God's green earth that this assault was fake. This was hundred percent real. And I'm sorry, Lord Jamar. You know, uh, I love your platform. I, I tap in with you often, but you are a thousand percent wrong on this. Uh, what say you on this FG?
1: Well, you know, it's just crazy, man, how they arrested these three dudes, man, you know, and, and of course, you know, of course, they had it on video. If they were members of that gym, it wasn't hard to go back and, you know, get video footage from the gym and, you know, run their names and things of that nature, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm thinking, you know, you still got a assault case. And even though it was on video, um, I'm but I'm I'm almost certain that they would have to call Takashi 69 to come get on the stand. You know, so I'm waiting to see if he goes snitch again you know what i mean and uh go get on the stand and and, and make statements about these dudes you know and um and um you know he get up on the stand again you know it's all i mean you know i guess people don't give a fuck nowadays you know they rat love so many rat lovers out here nowadays but at the same time i'm suspecting he would at least have to go get on the stand again and this assault what you think
0: absolutely um, they arrested, uh, Rafael Medina, who's 43 years old, Rafael Medina Jr. They arrested Octavios, Octavios Medina, 23. That's the father and son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they arrested a third dude, Anthony Maldonado, 25. And if you look at the video, it's only two people. So I guess the camera person, um, is part of it as well. And they were arrested by Palm Beach County Sheriff's. And, yeah, in, in order for this case to go forward, they would need the cooperation of Takashi 6 9 i am assuming. But because it's on video, you know, I noticed that in, in a couple of California cases, you don't necessarily have to have the victim there for a prosecution.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, on most cases, they're going to call every witness they can call. You know, and, and, and what makes it so different in this case? Yeah, you may can, but at the same time, we'll
0: prosecution don't want his case airtight, you yeah, know? They, um, definitely. I agree that they, they'll want him, but I think because it's all on camera, there's a chance that they could prosecute without him. I, I actually had a case once where this guy got charged with an attempted murder And the victim was a John Doe. It was on camera, but they never got the victim. He left and they never found out who he was. But they still charged the dude with shooting at a guy that survived the shooting, Mm -hmm. that left left the scene of the crime and was never found out who he was. So they charged this dude with attempted murder on a John Doe, which is I I thought was crazy, but they do it here in California.
1: No, they do do it and they can do it. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you on that point. I'm just saying, you know, when an assault victim is right there in plain clear view, you know what I mean? I don't have them having no discretion on not having him come in. You know, if nothing else, you know, he made statements at the at at some point. They've contacted him at some point and he made statements. You know, he said something, you know, um, is he willing to go to court and say, no, I don't think these are three dudes that did it. You know, uh, are, are you that gangster? You know, but I mean, I'm clearly probably not. But that's what a real motherfucker would do in a situation where he got rushed, you know, and they got caught. Bro, you're going to go in there and say, no, nah, I, I ain't never seen these three dudes in, in, in my life. And they know you lying. But that ain't the point. And if they prosecute them without your testimony, that's a whole nother thing. But you went in there and said, man, I ain't never seen these three dudes a day in my life. I don't think these the guys. You know, that's what you would have to dummy. I mean, you already a rat, so it don't matter. But at the same time, you know, that's what a a a, 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 a real thug would, would do, you know, in a situation like that, where the situation was caught on camera. You were caught by the cameras, you know, and now I'm in court as well on an assault on me. You know, what I mean, I look, the judge and as I look, the prosecutor and as I telling me I ain't never seen these dudes a day in my life, you know, so. I'm certain that at some point on paper, even if he doesn't get up on the stand, he's going to make a statement. You know, and those statements are going to get out. You know, he don't care. You know, but those are the facts of it. You know, so I'm hoping in some way, some slight form, these dudes, you know, um, you know, slide through. You know, and uh, with some easy, you know, and and and. Um, but but that's the reality of it.
0: Well, they're charging all three of these guys with not only the assault on Takashi Six Nine, but they threw in a robbery charge, which um, I was unaware of him getting robbed of anything. But I guess they're just trying to uh, put the maximum charges they can on these three guys. But I was completely un- un- unaware of any robbery that took place.
1: I mean, you know, a wristband could have fell off the dude and they picked <laughs> yeah. it up and they're gonna charge him with robbery, man. You know, that's what they gonna do. You know, not to mention, you know, um, this dude is a is a is a is a federal witness, you know. Um he probably, you know, got some pull over there when it comes to, you know, this type of shit. He probably called a favor in. Listen, man, you know, leave me out of it, but these dudes need to get booked, you know, so you know, to deter the next dude from beating me up. Cause I wanna go out here and be able to talk shit and be in public and do all this without somebody trying to do something to me. So make an example out of these dudes so won't nobody else try it. Think about society is think about America, think about, you know, the streets is police don't deter him from keep trying it. You know what I mean? So um how many times or how many passes he gonna get for for for, for, for getting somebody locked up, I don't know. But at the, at the end
0: of the day, man, you know. You already know how I feel about it. Yeah. Um. So if he keeps it gangster in this case, they bring him into court and he says, I don't even remember any of these guys. Does, is he redeemed in your eyes from from what he did in the previous federal case?
1: No, he's not at all. That's why I said half ass don't matter, you know, yeah. but at the same time, maybe you learn something. It'll show me that you learn something. It won't it won't exonerate you in my eyes, but it'll show you, you know, what society or people or what I did, you know, on my First, uh, get down was clearly you know wasn't right. You know, um, um, I'm gonna do it different next time. You know, so so no, I won't clear him. You know, uh, nothing like that. But it will show that he's learned because he's still out here rapping. He's still out here in these streets. He's still talking high power shit. Yeah. You know, and if you wasn't in that capacity, you know, you know, but in this capacity, bro, I mean, how many times you just gonna keep getting up there ratting on people and people gonna keep fucking with you?
0: Yeah, um. Well, we, we know for a fact now that this assault was not fake. He was actually taken to the hospital. He was treated for his injuries. Uh, he had uh, multiple cuts uh, on his face. And uh, I, just, I just find it fascinating that people will, will believe some sort of uh, conspiracy theory that has uh, no proof, no evidence, um, baseless that this was, was fake in the first place
1: yeah Alex but we didn't see so much fake shit man that I I get it I do get it I do understand I do you know I'm not opposed to somebody you know thinking that you know some shit just faulty because some shit is um everybody's entitled to their opinion you know and um and like I say I wasn't 100% clear that it wasn't you know what I mean I just I just felt that it you know this one was but at the same time man, I ain't gonna lie I can't knock nobody for having their beliefs and you know or what they feel or even if they just clown and talking shit you know you know you know you we gonna get that you know but at the end of the day on a lot of times you know whether it's now whether it's later the truth gonna come out facts gonna come out you know especially in today's era with all the social media and you know get police reports you can get the things we can get in our own hands you know um give it a little time shit gonna come out you know
0: Well, yeah, there's a lot of fake stuff going on, but when I watched this video, when I watched his reaction to it and I saw the blood trickling down his face... And I saw how he walked out of there, and I saw the the embarrassment um, on on his f- face. I saw his expressions, things that you cannot fake. Right, 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 um, right. I got you know, on that point. Thinking logically, you know, how how can you how can you conclude that this whole entire uh, altercation that took place in the bathroom with the gym was all scripted and fake? I just I just find it. Uh, to me, you have to really be on some like conspiratorial uh nutcase philosophy if if you believe that was completely fake i i understand there's a lot of fake stuff going on but uh if if you got a common sense uh this you you saw all of the things that took place you knew that that was a real assault
1: no i feel you
0: um real quick you made me think about um what Orlando Anderson did back in the day when he tried to help Suge Knight's uh, probation hearing in court, where mm-hmm. uh, they, they brought him into court and they said, uh, wasn't Suge Knight and all them Piru's beating your ass. And he was like, nah, um, Suge Knight was actually trying to help me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Even though they did pay him to say that, but um, you know, he was willing to go up there and, and try, what's crazy. He was willing there to try to exonerate, a rival an enemy at that you know on some gangster shit
1: no no doubt you know and like you say you know yeah he might have been you know monetary uh compensated but at the same time the money could have been not for him getting up there doing it but just for the um the um his situation where shit maybe he missed something he was doing that day that was gonna make him some money so you got to compensate for that for me even to take off you know, work or something to come do this. You know, so uh, the money could have been for a whole se- separate something else. But at the same time, he definitely got up there, man, and 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 and, and tried to keep it as gangster as he could, you
0: know. And um, but I, I don't think they was buying it, Alex. Nah, it didn't work. They gave him a nine-year parole violation for for one a kid, kick, kick. man, for one a kid, nine-year kid, yeah. Year
1: kick, <laughs> man.
0: yeah. And uh, it, it goes to show you how dirty uh, attorney Kenner was back in the day, because I believe they paid Orlando either 30 or 40 racks to come up there and, and say what he said. And, you know, the lawyer was behind that all the all the way. No, doubt, and, uh, It's unfortunate where lawyers like Kenner have been doing this stuff for years. But you get a brother like Matthew Fletcher, you know, who. Did something very minor and he loses his license for forever for the rest of his life, he can't practice um law anymore. Um, and I think that goes to uh, David Kenner's white privilege. Uh, I've heard so many dirty things that Kenner's done over the years, and nothing's ever happened to his uh his career as an attorney. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, yeah, uh, any last thoughts, man, before we wrap this up?
1: Uh, nah, nah, you know what I mean? I know we had a couple other topics that I had wanted to get to, man, you know, and and um but uh you know sometimes time be moving so fast when we get on the road man but we definitely going to have to come back and double back on the other two topics man you know um because the the um who what was she she was a part of the uh um police union or she was part of the um
0: yeah uh a grandmother slash uh police union executive executive yeah
1: you know who was moving work man we're gonna definitely have to come back and tap in on that bro for yeah. sure
0: we'll, we'll tap in on that uh next week and um we'll we'll put her uh we'll put her picture on the instagram page at scholars, uh older white lady who was uh, a grandmother was, was char- recently charged with with peddling fentanyl man so uh where, where can the people tap in with you at man
1: man come over there on uh, instagram man i'm over there at f general one on instagram you know um i got some good things coming down the pipe on fg unleashed on youtube so tap in over there you know um you know and that's where i'm at alex right here on streets and scholars streets and scholars uh instagram page you know and uh check us out man
0: and uh, we're going to have to read some comments and questions. I'm sure you get a lot of them in your DM. Maybe next week we'll read a couple of those. Because, um, you know, sometimes the people want some of these questions answered if the, if uh, if there's some questions you're comfortable with addressing. No,
1: no doubt. They are my DMs, man. they sending me, you know, articles and different uh, uh, things that true truly worthy of being discussed man so we we do need to get to some of that we may dedicate one of these shows to just everything that's on our instagram and and, and the streets and scholars instagrams man and address some of the people that's tapping in with us because like you say they are the listeners so i think we need to uh at least um you know address some or respond to some of them
0: and if you're listening from around the world you can go to the apple the Apple page. If you're listening using uh, Apple Podcasts, you could leave us a rating and a review, and you could even ask a question on the Apple Podcast platform. And if you're listening to us on iheart google spotify or any of the other platforms make sure you're following streets and scholars and you can find me at alex alonso 101 you can send me a message a dm Uh, you could even send me an email if you want go to streetgangs.com click on the contact link and my email address is there and thanks for tapping in with another fire episode of streets and scholars